you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic so slow, connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to Hello Somebody, a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartMedia, where we rage against the machine, where we raise our voices against injustice and stand up for justice, where we embrace hope and joy with an optimism for a brighter, more just future. Each week, I'll be dropping knowledge, whether it's a solo episode from me or a hearty discussion with esteemed guests doing great things in spaces and places of politics, entertainment, social justice, and beyond. We get real, baby. I mean, really real. We get honest. We get up close and personal for you. Yes, you. Because everybody is somebody. Before we begin, I want to give a special shout out to my team. Thank you, Sim. Tiffany, Sam, and the team over at Good Juju Studios, Erica England, Pepper Chambers, the hot one, and my social media team. Hello, somebody. Today, I want to talk about freedom. I don't know, it's just sticking with me right now, the whole notion of freedom and how it is expressed particularly in American society. So I'm thinking to myself, let me just go ahead and go back to some founding documents. And I said, what better document to start with than the actual Declaration of Independence for the United States of America? Now, I want you to stick with me because I am going to wrap this thing. We're going to weave some stuff together in our time together as we ponder this and I want you to ponder it too and 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 then think about it and share your thoughts with me. Hello somebody, yeah, definitely share your thoughts. There is a lot going on right now from the state of Texas uh, basically doing away with Roe v. Wade as we know it even though it still stands federally. The state of Texas has eroded it and if the Supreme Court takes it up uh, we will see whether or not Roe v. Wade will still be the law of the land to what is happening directly in the Congress right now with two bills, uh, one dealing with hard infrastructure, the other dealing with soft in- infrastructure, combining those two things together to try to figure out what actually will be delivered to the American people in terms of relief. Uh, what is the vision on climate, on education? on expanding 
Medicare or put another way, allowing Medicare to be able to negotiate lower prescription drug prices. That's on the line. There is a general strike. Striketober is what is being called going on in this country where just workers, uh, mainly essential workers, have just decided that enough is enough and they're not going to take the bull anymore. And folks are saying, hey, I deserve more money. And they are doing things to show that whether it is not continuing to work in low wage jobs to strikes. Uh, There's a John Deere strike going on right now, uh, standing in solidarity with those folks. And this is in the month of October. You know, all of these things are happening right now, just swirling all around in this moment. So, yes, it definitely made me think about the word freedom, what it means and how it is executed in real time to have real impact for everyday people in this country. So I know it can be philosophical, but freedom is also political too. It is political and philosophical, but I'm going to lean on the political side. So just come with me, follow me on this. Just go ahead and, and look up, go ahead right now. If you are not driving and you're someplace just listening and you have just a minute to go to the founding document, the Declaration of Independence that really set it all off, that set off how the United States of America was formed. I want to use it as a framing or a foundational point to talk about some of, not all, but some of the issues that we are dealing with right now, which will spill over. You know, none of this stuff is going to be solved in October, November, or December. We're going to roll into next year and still have a lot of work to do. But this is it. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them a dissent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impelled them to the separation. So they laying out like some stuff that went down. Let me go and turnerize it. Some stuff that went down. And so it becomes necessary to have this global or corporate or communal conversation about what just went down and what must be the remedy, like what action the collective we must take to have a remedy. So that's the first paragraph. Second paragraph, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, let me just rest right there. You know, they're making a declaration that this is true, that it is self-evident, that it is irrefutable that all men are created equal. Now, we know that in 1776, when this document was written, men meant literally men and they didn't say women none of that it wasn't about the rest of the family it wasn't about black folks brown folks indigenous folks it wasn't about women it wasn't about the lgbtq plus community none of that they meant men and they literally meant land owning white men if i can just break that down i'm gonna turnerize this thing the entire time but they said we hold these truths to be self-evident now in the 21st century We have reimagined the Declaration of Independence, the founding documents of this country. And we accept, most of us accept, as we are trying to transform this nation, go through transcendence, that we're going to add some other folks into into that, that, that all men, that all people are created equal. How about that? That they are endowed by their creator with certain 
unalienable rights, rights that cannot be taken away, rights that are not controlled by any individual. They just are because of your very existence, unalienable rights. They even capitalize that thing, rights that among these, meaning this ain't all, but among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness in your life, in your liberty. And as you live that life and pursue happiness, social, economic, political, creative, you know, throw in your thing. When you are pursuing that happiness that you have a right to do so. Then they go on that to secure these rights, in other words, to make it happen. Governments are instituted, created, formed. Now I'm turnerizing the entire time, y'all. Bear with me. Bear with Sister Turner. Governments are instituted among men, people, throw people in there, okay? Deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Meaning the people that put you there, that gave you them fancy titles, that put you in power, that you get those powers, that you derive those powers Powers from the consent keyword underline that bold it put an exclamation point all around that baby put circles around it from the consent of the governed that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of those ends it is the right of the people finally they use the word people to alter or abolish it and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem likely okay likely to affect their safety and happiness now I'm gonna stop right there just breaking this thing on down all the way that basically the framers was were fed up Right. They were fed up with King George. They said this ain't working. This relationship ain't working and we cannot continue along this course. So it is time for us to reassess this relationship or lack thereof. And you know what? We, we out. We tired of it. We didn't try. We didn't petition. We didn't try to work with y'all. No, we are out. And it is necessary for us to leave this relationship. We are declaring our independence, but we're going to lay some stuff down that it has become necessary. And in laying out why it is necessary, they, they also put a frame around what they believe, what they hold true, what is in fact self-evident. That doesn't matter how you rock in King George. That all men are created equal and are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, stuff that you cannot take away. And among them, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. That this is how this is going to go down. That's it. Now, in that, I just want you to follow me. Can you work with me on this? We have a global pandemic, as we all know. We're living through it. We're trying to do the best that we can. Some people are trying to do the best that we can. Other folks playing, playing games, you know, with this thing. Some people don't want to take responsibility, meaning we all have skin in the game. I do understand how incredibly difficult. So I've talked to many people about this, people who do believe you should be vaccinated, people who don't believe you should be vaccinated, people who say it's, it's not real, this ain't right, you know, in terms of uh, mandatory vaccination, all of that. So I'm going to start with the pandemic in terms of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Look, viruses exist. They have existed even before humankind, and they're going to continue to exist. The COVID-19 virus, and it's called 19, that means it was some others before it, hello somebody, is not going away. It's going to be with us, but we're trying to tame that thing. That's what we are trying to do. And what the science says today, today, because what we know to be true today, I will admit, may not necessarily be the exact truth when it comes to something like this tomorrow science. Right. We got to study and research and and have have the thesis and the premises and keep studying and, and 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 things may change. But as we know it today, that washing our hands, 
which I still cannot believe we got to tell people to wash their damn hands. I mean, that that's a bridge too far, but to wash your hands with soap and water, to use sanitizer, to do that for at least 20 seconds. We know that washing your hands decreases all kinds of viruses from spreading. Keyword decreases doesn't stop it, but washing your hands. The research thus far makes it clear that wearing a mask is helpful. Can't stop it totally, but it's helpful. So we got washing our hands, wearing a mask. On top of that, distance of six feet. Helpful. Getting vaccinated. Helpful. So if all of us could just really, you know, take the time, especially with this global pandemic, to figure out what role we can play, that we must play in uh, trying to tame this thing. I know that uh, suspicions, that people's suspicions are running high. You know, not many people want to be mandated to do a whole lot of things in life. You know, it's just something when somebody tells you, you got to do something, especially if you're grown and I do understand that. I think extraordinary times call for extraordinary measures or extraordinary commitments to making sure that we do, all of us, you do your due diligence, whether it's the research, whether it's talking to your healthcare provider, whatever it is you need to do. But there is absolutely a role for everybody to play in taming this virus. And so when we think about, you know, freedom in that way, you know, freedom does come at a cost. And if we have people who are uh, have uh, conditions that exacerbate uh, them uh, rather contracting the virus that could uh, make it a more heavier weight on uh, whether they live or die or hospitalized. Uh, We have children, we have elders, we have people who have autoimmune diseases. You know, they're 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 more likely to be able uh, more likely to to uh, have serious complications if, in fact, they do get the COVID. I mean, there's a role for all of us to play. And so if the whole debate is about my freedom, too, you know, what freedom comes with a responsibility, too. So what is our collective responsibility? Now, I'm not down with people losing health care benefits because they don't want to get the uh, take the vaccine. None of that kind of stuff. I'm hoping that and and I hate this. Well, no, hope is a motivator. It is. But I'm <laughs> thinking about. Cedric the Entertainer skit when he said, you know, the difference between the wish creed and the hope creed. But in this way, I am saying it that that I, I do hope that people will come around to wanting to get the vaccine, not necessarily jumping up for joy, but just understanding that with all things being equal, uh, taking the vaccine is better than not taking the vaccine and and then operating with all the other precautions together will decrease the likelihood and that the impact of not taking the vaccine and not washing your hands, low God forbid, people should be washing their hands anyway. I always uh, get on that. I'm just shaking my damn head because I have been in bathrooms at times when people did not wash their hands and, and uh, having some moments. I'm sure we all have been there. Washing your hands is the least you should can do and should do. And that is not just about COVID. It's just cleanliness in particular, wearing the mask you know, most of the time. Nobody wants to wear that mask. I get it. But we are we should all be committed to doing our part to try to tame this virus. And then, you know, being six feet apart, uh, making sure that when you go to events that you are exercising that or if it's a type of event where people had to have a recent test to determine that they don't have it. I mean, there are some things that we have some responsibility to do in, in, in the spirit of freedom. Again, freedom comes with a responsibility and it also comes with a cost. And I know that people are conflicted. I got it. I get it. So I'm acknowledging that. I'm also asking people that after you do your research and your due diligence, I would much rather that you do get the vaccination than not. But, you know, I am not about to shame and ridicule folks. I'm looking at you sideways that I am doing, but I'm not going to ridicule folks. So that's that on that. Um, The other issues that are heavy on my mind and I'm sure heavy on all of your minds as well is uh, let's talk about this Roe v. Wade situation. And let's talk about what uh, the state of Texas that these lawmakers have done and, you know, whether or not the Supreme Court takes this up and with the makeup of the Supreme Court, you know, whether or not Roe v. Wade is going to survive. 
Now, Roe v. Wade, to, to be, you know, for that women can have access to abortion, I definitely see abortion not as birth control, but abortion as a medical procedure. It is part of reproductive health. I know that Americans are split on this. I got it. I come from a very religious background where I was taught that abortion is murder. I do believe that uh, from conception that there is a spirit there, that there is life there. I do. I absolutely I was I was raised that way in the black church. And that is not just something that you easily shake. I also believe and know and operated this way that I did not believe that I should uh, legislate my faith in that way, because also I look at my faith this way, too. It's not just one dimensional. I also believe that within the tenets of the Christian faith, the whole notion that God gives people choice, like he gave us choice. So why should government officials then uh, who claim to believe in God then be able to take away that choice from a woman when it comes to being able to control her body. And then besides that, can I just say this? These mofos who are spending all of this energy to try to undo Roe v. Wade, imagine if they put some of that energy and that time into making sure that our kids were educated, making sure that we do something about climate chaos. You know, taking care of of small businesses, pushing policies that, in fact, do promote life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. I mean, could you imagine that? But they spending all of this time, not for altruistic reasons, for egotistical, we want to be in full ass control reasons to be all up on a woman and her decision, the decision that she makes between her God, if she believes in, in one or a higher power, if she believes in one and also her family, the people who are involved, but ultimately or the person that is involved, it is her damn decision It's her body. And guess what? Women have been having abortions for a very long time, especially wealthy women have always had access to it. It is the poor women that have not always had access to it. You know, I'll share this story with you. So life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, still speaking on that foundational point from the uh, Declaration of Independence. So when I was in the Ohio Senate, I introduced a bill and it was really a pushback bill. And I used satire, satire, my team and I used satire to really prove a point. And I was pushing back against a bill that was titled a heartbeat bill. And basically in the state of Ohio, this particular legislator who introduced this bill certainly had lots of co-sponsors and all of that. Republicans controlled the legislature when I was there from 2008 to 2014. They still control it now. Hell, they got a supermajority. What else is new? That is pretty much the reality all over the country. But when I was in the Ohio legislature, I decided to to introduce a bill to push back on a madness, on a foolishness, because these people are hypocrites. They talk about smaller government. They talk about freedom and liberty, but then they want to turn around and take away the freedom and liberty of a woman to be able to choose. And a lot of times a woman's decision to have an abortion is economic. A lot of times it is that whatever the reason is to be able to make that decision in the reproductive health space, because that's what it is. And abortion is legal, rare, you know, legal, safe and rare. That That's the key. So these mofos can get up here again, putting all this energy towards stripping a woman's uh, away, a woman's right to choose and to control her own body are the same mofos who are out here talking about freedom and liberty when they want to take away that freedom, that autonomy, that agency that women have to make a decision about their own bodies. And I could even see, even though I wouldn't agree with it, but I could almost see if these same people believed in Everybody child should have a high quality education. They're going to put the requisite money in there and that they believed increasing the minimum wage and, and make sure that we have a living wage, that they believed in safety and security in communities, that they believed in holding law enforcement agencies accountable. If they believed in the reimagining, you know, I could, I could almost, almost get it. But no, these are the very people who continue to push 
these kind of policies who don't really care about other folks' life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. They are inebriated with power. They just want to be in control. And I surmise that these folks are not pro-life. Now, I don't know how those of us who believe in choice allow them to just steal that narrative. They're not pro-life. They're pro-birth. And then once the child is birthed into the world, they don't give a damn. They really don't. Most of them do not. They don't care about their life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. So why y'all all up on women? And so we have the, the Texas officials who, you know, urging the Supreme Court to leave their restrictive abortion law in place because, you know, it's being challenged. They want the Supreme Court because what they're trying to do is to effectively or in effect overturn Roe v. Wade. That is it. That is the goal. And if the Supreme Court takes this up, this is going to be an indictment on Roe v. Wade. And it is going to send ripple effects all over this country. And we know that the court leans very, very conservative. Very. Because to the victor goes the spoils. And so Donald J. Trump won the the presidency and was able to put Supreme Court justices there. And the Supreme Court leans very, very conservative on the conservative uh, end of the political spectrum. So God only knows what is going to happen. You know, God only knows what's going to happen. All right, so there we were cruising through the new open air zoo when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue with its powerful VC turbo engine. Well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! (laughs) And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrantz, palbociclib. Ibrantz 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. The fact that elections do have consequences brings me to this other uh, point that I want to make here in our in, 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 the, in, the, in the gathering we're having together is that we got to get out there and we do have to vote. And I know that it can be very, very frustrating because material conditions are not changing. I'll be the first one to tell you that because I'm not playing these games with folks. They're not changing, not not changing deep enough. They're not changing fast enough. Those are the facts. And the fact that the Democratic Party controls all of the levers of power on the federal level has not really garnered that deep seated change and adjustments that we need for people to be able to truly pursue happiness. It just ain't happening. But for the ultra, 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 ultra ass wealthy in the country, they doing just all right. They doing mighty fine. They not doing all right. 
They doing mighty fine. Now, I was looking at a, a, a post that was put up by Dr. Robert Reich, the former labor secretary under Clinton. And he was reminding us that in the 60s, the difference between uh, the, 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 the money made between CEOs and workers in the 60s, it was about 20 times, 20 times, late, late 60s. Now it's 320 times more they make than the workers who are supposed to be partners in the successes of these companies. That's one of the reasons why the John Deere workers are striking right now. You know, these CEOs got golden ass parachutes and the workers got skateboards with no wheels on it. I mean, that's really what this comes down to. So the premise of life, liberty and everybody, let me put the word, everybody's pursuit of happiness is in conflict right now. And it's in conflict because we got too many folks elected to office who only care about themselves and they own the donors and really don't care about the average everyday people in this community, in society, in this nation and even in the, in the world. That's it. And so going back to this whole Roe v. Wade thing, that's really what this is all about. It's taking away a woman's right to pursue her happiness even if that means that she needs an abortion, abortion, safe, legal, rare is part of health care and shame on these folks that's doing this, taking away a woman's autonomy. It doesn't matter whether you believe in it or not. The question becomes, should women have the right to make the decision and should it be law? Policy, the way we operate as a nation. So let me go on back to my bill because uh, y'all, boy, I'm hot right now. You know what happens when I get hot. So I, you know, the heartbeat bill. So I, I, I answered my colleague and I could have just kind of let it roll knowing they got super majority. What I introduced probably ain't going to see the light of day. But I decided, damn it, I, look, I'm duly elected too, just like they are. Uh, my party, Democratic Party, even though. You know, opinions vary because I don't go along to get along. I will criticize and critique both political parties when folks ain't doing what is in the best interest of the people. I'm going to say something about it. That is what I do. But this thing. So the guy introduced the heartbeat bill and I decided to introduce a bill of my own. And it was called the erectile dysfunction bill. Yes, it was. You can look it up. And I took the words, my team and I, I want to thank my extraordinary staff at the time. We took what was in the heartbeat bill and we turned it on its head. And the point being, and you got all of these grown men, they always got something to say about women, our bodies, our reproductive health. But they're not doing a whole lot to really, truly create an environment and atmosphere where the greatest number of people can have more than a fighting chance to be able to live a good life. You know, I sat through my, I said, you know what? I, I'm, I'm not here to push for education. Obviously, I'm not uh, here to help small businesses. I'm not here to increase the livelihoods of the people in the community that brought me here. No, I'm here to regulate a man's health, <laughs> his, his, his reproductive health. So when I introduced that bill and I used erectile dysfunction drugs as the foundational point. And in the bill, man has to get a signed affidavit from his significant other attesting to the fact that he got problems. Got to see a cardiac specialist every 90 days. Got to determine whether it's physical or psychological, on and on and on. You know why? Because in the heartbeat bill, they were making women jump through all kinds of hoops there was even one point in Ohio where when I was in the legislature that they wanted to make it a felony for doctors. This is a Jesus, Mary and Joseph moment here. These folks are out of their minds because, again, they don't care about life once it's here, because if they did, the types of policies that they push would be a lot different. This is all about unfettered control. And we cannot, this, this, this is not the way to go at all. Not to go backwards. Why are we going backwards? Makes no sense. So on that, just our awareness. And every issue is not everybody's issue. I get it. But on this, it is a slippery slope 
to other things. When we think about abortion right and abortion access, I want you to try your best to think about it as a procedure, a medical procedure that is very much tied to woman's reproductive health. That's how I see it. And even though my religious beliefs certainly are different than the way I, you know, comported myself and being a champion for women's reproductive health so much so I, I won the NARAL champion award. You know, not only did I introduce legislation, I was out there supporting the issues that gave women their rightful opportunity to be able to uh, have choice. I remember I, I was part of a press conference when the heartbeat bill was percolating through the legislature uh, at that time. And uh, there was a shirt that I wore with my suit jacket on and my pearls and I crack up and, and a lot, some women uh, have, have this shirt and, and they may, uh, some people who are familiar with what I did at that moment may remember this shirt but it had an elephant on it. It was created by a, a activist, a, a mother and a, and a daughter. And uh, it had an elephant on it <laughs> because, you know, the elephant is the political mascot, if you will, for the GOP. God and elephants are such intelligent, magnificent creatures. But I digress. But on the T-shirt, so it's a pink T-shirt and it has the <laughs> elephant on it and it has GOP. And and GOP, instead of standing for the grand old party, that's still for get out of my panties. Yeah. Yeah. Sister Turner did that. I, I was on to something then. Uh, you know, just really finding creative ways to really push back. And satire is an interesting tool that really it makes people think about these complex issues in a way that they would not ordinarily think about them if we were talking about them directly. I mean, it's, it's just a wonderful, wonderful tool. And that's why, you know, Stephen Colbert and other folks who use satire and comedians are able to talk about very, very serious issues uh, in a way that, you know, may offend some folks, but in a way that gets you to think about them differently. And just think about women legislators. On the left and the right, for the most part, are not, you know, uh, uh, running around trying to regulate a man's health. Just not doing it, by and large. But you will find more bills in state legislatures to regulate women's health than you ever will to regulate men's health. And it's just a given. We don't even think about that. You know, we just accept that. But what is wrong with these people? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the last thing I want us to, you know, to get off my chest with you today, just for today, because I got many others and we are going to take this trip together many more times. Uh, thank you so much for your support of Hello Somebody. And thank you for being on this journey with me is what is happening in that Congress right now makes no sense to me to set up policy and to lay out policies in a very strong way that affirms our commitment to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness since Democrats, my party, is in control. Putting out there that elders, I mean, I want to see Medicare for all, but Medicare as it exists right now to be able to expand it so that elders can have vision, dental, and hearing that they don't have right now paid for. That's a good thing. To allow Medicare to be able to negotiate lower prescription drug prices is a good thing. To expand the child tax credit is a good thing since the first iteration of it in the rescue bill experts estimate that almost 50 percent of America's children were taken out of poverty because of that child tax credit, making that permanent is indeed a beautiful thing. Paying for two-year college, beautiful thing. Making sure that people have paid medical, you know, paid, paid leave, beautiful thing. All these things are beautiful. Having regulations in these bills to deal with climate chaos, all beautiful things. And right now, they're being negotiated away. And so instead of we went from six trillion, you know, put out there to three point five trillion. And now we down to one point nine trillion. Again, none of this stuff makes sense to me 
looking at it through the lens of life, liberty, and everybody's pursuit of happiness. It really not just boggles my mind, it galls me that we have to beg politicians to do the right thing on behalf of their constituents. And so to hear that uh, the president has said, told the House progressives that tuition free community college is out. The child tax credit won't go as far. Only one year extension. Almost like saying, you know, help you out for a year. You're going to eat today. You're on your own tomorrow kind of situation. Makes no sense to me. And then the debate away the climate provisions when we know that climate chaos is real, that the threat to Mother Earth is real. That the United States must show the requisite leadership on this and compel others in the world, in the world. This is something that we must tackle as a world is real. And so why would we have elected officials playing games like this? It absolutely makes no sense whatsoever. And then don't don't even get me started, but I'm just I will get started on the Republican Party that has really shown an absolute indifference to working class people and poor people in this country. And and they, they don't even hide it, you know, just just an indifference. From the debt ceiling, you know, to, to, to saying that, you know, go ahead and let the United States of America de- default to not believe in the science and wanting to do anything. You know, people always talk about what is affordable. I mean, you're going to hear folks uh, saying that, you know, all of this spending is causing inflation. You know what? Working families are facing an affordability crisis, period. And they have been for years. And that is why this is why it is so important that we do invest in affordable health care so that people have health care as a human right in the United States of America. We are indeed the only industrialized nation that does not do so. Damn shame that we are making investments in education and caregiving and higher wages and then. There is absolutely no price tag that we can put on saving Mother Earth. I mean, what is wrong with people? We only have one Earth, one. And we have polluted her, made her sick for ourselves, for future generations, for the entire ecosystem that depends on human beings to do the right thing. What is wrong? And then why you got these ultra wealthy folks? I was going to say something else. Gallivanting in space. While everybody else down here is catching hell. It just doesn't cut it. So I'm going to end how I started. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We hold these truths to be self-evident. And there does come a time where people are going to have to rise up in this country and we got to stop taking crumbs. Now that's it. And that's all. All of us united together. There should be some outrage here with the games. But no, you know what's going to happen? They're going to cut this bill and they're going to come out there touting it as a victory and say, look, look at the wonderful thing we just we just did. Be happy. We are being lulled in this country to accept mediocrity. And that galls me. That makes me mad as hell that you're going to have people saying that this is all right. This is good. It's not all right and it's not good. You have people say it's better than nothing when we could do something that is more profound than a little better than nothing. So I challenge you. Yeah, I challenge you to both see the world as it is, but as it could be and to demand more of the people that we put in power to operate on our behalf. And as imperfect and racist and sexist and all the things that most of the founders were, the words in the Declaration of Independence has resonance in the 21st century. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all people are created equal 
and they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights that among these are life. How can you live a good life if you don't got clean air, clean food, clean water, a good paying job, not stress the hell out all the time? Liberty. What kind of liberty do you have when you don't have the things that give you a good life? And how in the hell can you pursue happiness? How can you do it? You can't do it. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, among people. Deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Consent of the governed. Governed? What I'm going to say to you. We got to stop letting these people make fools of us. And I don't care who they are, Democrat or Republican. It is time to do a new thing in these United States of America. It is time for us to make a demand and stop allowing these people to program us. To get us to accept damn crumbs and be happy about it. Because that's what they doing. And to rise up and stop being fearful of, oh, this is the lesser of the two evil. You got to pick this side because the other side is worse. People are catching hell right now. Right now. And we can do something right now. And the longer it takes the Democratic Party to get a clue. The more likelihood it is that nothing is going to be to get done that changes material conditions. And my God, we don't know what's going to happen in 2022. We do not. So the Democratic Party has the power now and damn it, they need to do something with it right now, right now. And also, this is not just about the federal level. The federal level has the biggest stick, no doubt. But this applies to the state level, regional level and local levels of government too. the major premise of the Declaration of Independence, although at the time that it was written, did not care about our black behinds or women or indigenous people, none of that. But we can make it relevant to us today. But that means we got to be willing to make some sacrifices and to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. That means we all got to have skin in the game and we got to do something. Life, liberty and everybody's pursuit of happiness. I want you to let let Sister Turner know what you think. How you feeling? Send me a note. DM or or uh, if, if you are a member of Patreon, just go on. Let, let me know. Let me know something. How you feeling about what I just laid down and this journey that we are on right now, this conversation that we are having about our ability to do better, to be better. We can. And this whole notion, you know, this scarcity notion is BS, total BS. Because they don't come out with this scarcity notion when it comes to increasing the, the military budget. They don't. Matter of fact, the Senate just laying out $10 billion extra more than what the folks asked for in their budget. But then you're told that we can't have nice things. We are out of Afghanistan. What in the heaven are they doing with the Afghanistan money? Jesus with the sandals on. Black Jesus with the sandals on. You know, this, this, we must and we can absolutely do a new thing. Got to do it. We cannot continue along this course. And we, the governed, cannot continue to just accept mediocrity. We cannot continue to accept and be giddy and happy and jumping up and down with the status quo. That is no good for us. It is no good, absolutely no good for our children. And our children's children. This just cannot be it. I refuse to accept it. It just cannot be it. So we, we got to do it. We got to do it. Uh, somebody by the name of Asad Miak. And I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. But this, I think, is a great quote to end on. They said, don't let mediocrity distract you from greatness. Don't let mediocrity distract you from greatness. This applies to us both as individuals and as a community, as a nation. Don't let mediocrity distract us from greatness. Greater things can happen and they must happen both corporately. And when I say corporately, I mean communally and also on the individual level. All right. Hello, somebody. Hello, 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 somebody. It was so wonderful to spend this time with you. 
And until next time, uh, keep the faith and keep the fight. Coming. The pain is numbing. Try to shoot for the stars if you're gonna aim for something. Embrace the love for your brother and sister. Unity's the missing brush. We need to puzzle this picture. Let's paint it up, frame it up for the world to see. Hang the hatred up. Enough is enough, is enough. Making changes on us. In Turner, her voice is the truth. Her wise words inspire the youth to keep their eyes on the roof. It's the end, never give up. Keep conquering goals. To the eye, intelligence, silver, wisdom is gold. Back to the end, now is your time. Stay firm, don't fold. To the A, all you need is the three bones. That's what Granny said. Now I'ma make sure these words from Granny spread. For all of here, just give her your ear. She can take you to the promised land, I swear. World peace is what they fear. From Queens to Cleveland, Ohio, we here. Famous. Somebody is a production of iHeartRadio and the Black Effect Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.